The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. We're rolling, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and malware on the march. On the march! Yes, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, Laurel Holson is back with us to discuss a store that many people don't automatically associate with technology. Hmm. Can you imagine that? Do we go to these stores? I don't think we do. I don't know yet. We're going to find out soon enough. Yes, but first, some news. News. We're marching, marching, marching. Yes, well, the the malware story. I mean, obviously, this is our lead story this week. It it kind of broke at the end of last week, after we recorded, of course. Always always after we record, yes. But in case any of you out there in listener land have been off the grid for the past several days, uh, global cyber warfare has kicked it up another notch. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? As we've been predicting for years. That's right. Yes, we are referring to the massive ransomware attack that shut down hospitals, snarled airport systems, disrupted worldwide businesses, and uh, generally ground about 200,000 computers in more than 150 countries to a halt. Chaos. That's chaos. a lot. Chaos. Chaos. Yes, uh, days after the attack, intelligence and cybersecurity professionals uh, say they found some clues in the code that indicate that maybe North Korea might have had something to do with it. Maybe. Uh, according to the New York Times, the security firm Symantec found early versions of the WannaCry ransomware used tools that were also part of the 2014 attack uh, on Sony Pictures. Yes. Remember that that big massive thing? That was a biggie too. Yeah, and, and a few other recent attacks since then. So they're seeing some little things in the file that looked familiar. And mm. oh, where have we seen this before? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Cyber warfare. Yes. And uh, in a Hollywood-style twist, though, last week's outbreak was cut short when a 22-year-old British researcher looked at the code, noticed a kill switch built into it and purchase a domain name needed to shut down the malware, all for under $11. <laughs> that is one of the greatest stories ever, by it the It is, and, and he wanted to remain anonymous because That's right. he didn't want to deal with anybody uh, trying to get him Self for shutting it down. taught computer guy. Yes, uh... And uh, this uh, this young, uh, fine, upstanding citizen told the Guardian of London, uh, quote, I was out having lunch with a friend and got back about 3 p.m. to see an influx of news articles about the National Health Service and various U.K. organizations being hit. I had a bit of a look into that, and <laughs> then I found a sample of the malware behind it and saw it was connecting out to a specific domain, which was not registered. So I went and picked it up, not knowing what it did at the time. So it goes out and he buys this domain name. Right. Once that domain name was activated, the built-in kill switch took effect and the malware stopped spreading because it was trying to reach out to the server. And when it didn't find it, it would just spread. And then once it could find and connect to that server, then it stopped. So brilliant kid there. Brilliant. And uh, I guess they were uh, locking up computers, demanding Bitcoin, the usual ransomware Yeah, attack. it was 300 bucks or some such nonsense like yeah, that. Yeah, and I guess um, they were looking at the totals of just how much they made off of this from people who didn't want to pay. pay. Some people did. Uh, The attack itself seems to have only uh, earned its perpetrators around, I think, $55,000 so far. I know they were probably hoping for millions. Yeah, I'm sure they were. But uh, 55K uh, is one report that we saw. Do you have the story about Pirates of the Caribbean? Did, did they hijack that movie? They hijacked that movie. Remember uh, we were talking about uh, Orange oh, yeah, is the New Black? Yeah. So They've they... done the same thing with Pirates of the Caribbean Part 63 or whatever the heck it is. Now, here's the thing. Does anyone care <laughs> Pirates is available for? Let me tell you something. Those movies are ridiculously popular. I had no idea. The last couple of them made billions. Yeah, I saw like, the I'm, first I'm not even exaggerating. Were... Billions would have be. Worldwide. Uh, yes, sales. worldwide. I wonder what the guy had for lunch. 
You know, well, like, the, 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 the that, British kid. Yeah, you know, it's like they probably I, had a nice cheese and pickle sandwich or a fish fish and chips, maybe. Yeah, you know, came back. And, we should and, all do a Kickstarter and get and buy him some lunch for the rest of his life. Yes, yes. Thank, thank you, anonymous yeah, researcher. Exactly. Now, the WannaCry malware took advantage of a file sharing flaw in Windows XP that was uh, brought to the attention of hackers everywhere after that heist over the National Security Agency yep. last year, where a lot of their secret tools and Swiss Army knives uh, were sort of flooded out into the wild. Mm -hmm. So if you're still using Windows XP, you definitely want to download the emergency patch that Microsoft recently issued years after it said it was going to stop supporting Windows XP because, hello, global ransomware, maybe we should patch this code. And they had issued some other patches, I think, for their other systems earlier this year Mm -hmm. that uh, blocked the hole. Man, there's but, a lot uh, of people still using XP. There is, mm-hmm. totally. And uh, in addition to putting out that emergency patch, Microsoft addressed its role in all the mayhem, taking to its blog. Mayhem, I love that word. Yes, to a pine. Uh, and, and Microsoft says, you know, because I think they kind of realized everyone was looking at them. Oh, yeah. Quote, as a technology company, we at Microsoft have had <laughs> the first responsibility to address these issues. We increasingly are among the first responders uh, to attacks on the internet. And then some, you know, something, something, something the post something, goes on to blah, say. Blah, blah. Second, this attack demonstrates the degree to which cybersecurity has become a shared responsibility between Uh-oh. tech companies and customers. The fact that so many computers remained vulnerable two months after the release of a patch illustrates this aspect. Microsoft's wait, wait a minute. They're blaming users? Well, they're they're saying, well, we put out this patch and you people didn't update. And so what do you want us to do? Wow. Yeah. It's shared responsibility. Shared. Wow. That's kind of weak. Which maybe might be a defense of how they've been very aggressive in updating PCs with yeah. Windows yeah, yeah, updates yeah. and upgrades. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe, you know, a little bit of a ha-ha, this is why we're doing this. But um, A little micro- in-your-face type. Yes. Thing. You yeah. know, see, we're right all along. Yep. Microsoft's post also observed the governments of the world should treat this attack like a wake-up call, end quote. Really? By the time you hear this, it will have been about a week since the initial attack, and who knows how many copycats are gearing up because just because the kill switch shut down this version, people tend to take malware, they mutate it, they yep. hack it together to make new malware themselves. That's so right. it's not over, I don't think. This uh, is not over by any stretch. Yes. Uh, so remember, folks, keep your system and security software up to date and back up your computer on a regular basis. That's right. Always have a backup. That's yeah. one way around this ransomware thing, right? Yeah. You just wipe the slate clean, just load yes. your backup. Yes. So a current backup. A current backup. Now, in non-global ransomware apocalypse news, uh, Snap is stepping up his rivalry with Facebook in some creative ways, if you want to call it that. Okay. Earlier this month on Cinco de Mayo, the company provided a taco-themed filter for Snapchatters to use on their selfies that essentially turned those folks into uh, willing branded Taco Bell advertisements. Nice. That's lovely. So Snap is cutting deals with all these companies, creating special filters, hey, let's put a big taco on my head and, and send it to friends, and then there's a Taco Bell logo on there. And so Taco Bell gives them money, and people get to dress up like tacos and share it with their friends. I believe they're doing more of these with some, some just, corporate advertisers. I, I just can't. I'm just – I'm done. Really? My allergies are killing me. I'm in a grumpy mood. Yes. I'm not even going to try. People dressing up as tacos. People for dressing up as is, tacos. Which has some implications. Yes. That's, that, to Tasting be a, question. Yes, uh, exactly. I'm just going to – I'm going to even ignore that part of the equation. Yes. And just the fact that who would do this? Yes. Just – it just seems ridiculous. It's probably the same people who think Cinco de Mayo is Mexican independence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, that drives me crazy too. Yeah. 
folks. Learn your history. Yeah, learn your history. All right. Sorry. So, so uh, in addition to uh, their filter news, uh, Snap did have some earnings reports that weren't particularly upbeat. Really? Uh, still losing some money there and uh, user growth because Facebook and Instagram are stealing some of their, I don't want to say Taco Bell, but some of their lunch. They're eating their lunch. Yes. They are. They're and, fish and uh, chips. Yes. They're pickle and, sandwiches. And w- well, and with that news, uh, Instagram... On that lane of the pool there yeah, in this yeah, race. Yeah. Facebook's picture service has added eight new augmented reality face filters of its own this week to horn in on uh, even more of Snapchat's once exclusive features. So pretty much Instagram, not, no shame at all. It's like, oh, no. you got that? We're going to copy it. And wow. so Instagram is kind of, oh, Snap's doing this? We're going to do that. That's very iOS, isn't it? Yes, it's very, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, may, may not even like two versions yeah, behind no, either. Yeah, not even two uh, versions. They're shameless about it. Yes. So the Instagram and Snapchat race continues. Here's a happier story for A you. happy story. All right. We got a happy story. If you're story. a fan of the old Legend of Zelda game. Who isn't? Uh, listen up. Nintendo is working on a mobile version for smartphones. But there will be a little bit of a wait, though, as Zelda is scheduled to come after the company's expected release of its Animal Crossing game this fall. Okay. So Animal Crossing first. Okay. And then working, working, working. And then Legend of Zelda for your smartphone. Nice. So something to look I can wait. To. Yes. That's pretty cool. I like this. Yeah. This uh, did perk me up. Thank you, J.D. I, I, I try. Nice. Google's I.O. conferences this week. And, okay. of course, they're having it mostly after we record this uh, episode. So right. we'll discuss the details of what they announced on next week's show. But in the meantime, the Big G has formed partnerships with car makers Audi and Volvo to get its Android software fully integrated into the automobile's computer system. Really? For example, the dashboard touchscreen would not only offer Google Maps and Spotify, but also control cabin features like the thermostat and seat positions. So uh, they That's kind of creepy. Yeah, and you can really mess up your passengers if you, you yeah. hit the touchscreen the wrong way. Nice. They are working to have that be full in-dash integration. The voice-activated Google Assistant uh, is also on board to respond to your commands while you're driving for directions, dial on your smartphone, and other types of chores that you really don't want to take your hands off the wheel. Uh, The new integration is more advanced than the company's previous Android auto software for sharing the digital entertainment uh, stuff you have on your phone with the car. This is more full-on. My dashboard is a giant Android device. Just an Android tablet, basically. Yes, Yes, precisely, with, with passengers and several thousand pounds of steel. And bloatware. It's yes. probably, you know it's going to have bloatware. Yeah, and I, I hope they up the security in the App Store for... Let me tell you, they better. Yes. I can only imagine. Yeah, maybe they should just put some of their self-driving car stuff. Uh, in so now I can there. actually root my car, basically. Yeah. Nice. And uh, put, I'm going to mod. I'm going to put a mod. <laughs> you got, you're going to mod your wheels? Mod. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. mod my wheels. That's a, that's a good one. All right. I'm I, not going to pimp my ride. I'm going to mod my wheels. That's All right. I look forward to see what you come up <laughs> with there. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the Google Home Speaker Assistant is getting a software update. Uh, I guess they're getting reminder controls and support for third-party hardware just to make it a little more integrated into your home there. So they've got your car, now they're going to get your home. And on the Google Assistant note, that software could finally be making its way to iOS. So Google's expected to announce an iOS version of the Google Assistant. I don't know how Siri's going to feel about that. Yeah. Google Assistant coming up in her, you know, front yard here. All in her grill, yeah. Basically, you know what? I got a problem with that Google Home thing. Really? They look like air fresheners. They do. I, I wanted to sort of smell uh, yeah. cinnamon or whatever. Like, they, they s- Like summer breeze or something. Yeah. I, I needed something. but it did, And it then did, it starts talking to you. And then, you're like, yeah, ah, exactly. the blade's talking to me. <laughs> Make it stop. Yeah, I, I remember we just crack one of those open. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, this yeah. gel of oh, yeah. scent. That weird gel pasty thing. Yeah, yeah. And then your mother would yell at you because you destroyed the air freshener. Yeah, pretty much. Good times. 
Shall we move on? I think we should. Yes. Um, the flurry of new Windows 10 laptops, tablets, and combos may have gotten Apple's attention. Really? Remember we were making fun of Windows yes, 10S we were. not too long ago? Yes, we were. Bloomberg is reporting that the fruit-themed toy maker of Cupertino is working on an update to its laptop line. That could uh, see the light of day at next month's Worldwide Developers Conference. Hmm. Rumor has it there's faster processors for the MacBook Pro and perhaps a new 12-inch MacBook and maybe, just maybe, a new 13-inch MacBook Air. Maybe. 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 So So we'll see if these – and th- this is from Bloomberg uh, where Mark Gurman, formerly of 95 Mac, yes. has ended up still dishing up the scoops here. This is one of his with Alex Webb. So we'll see if their sources turn out to be correct. We shall see touch bars on everything. Yes, yes, everything. You're Everything's got a speaker. touch bar. That's right. Yes. Touch bar. Netflix has confirmed that it's uh, throwing a block on rooted or unlocked Android phones uh, and tablets to prevent those devices from downloading its app. Okay, that's fair enough. uh, Netflix issued a statement on the matter saying, with our latest 5.0 release, we now fully rely on the Widevine DRM provided by Google. Therefore, many devices that are not Google certified or have been altered will no longer work with our latest app, and those users will no longer see the Netflix app in the Play Store. Mm, So they're blocking it from there. People who have rooted devices, who I guess managed to upgrade to this anyway, say they can still play the Netflix app. Maybe they did some other work on there, but I think the um, Netflix is just trying to stop new users who've rooted from downloading the app uh, gotcha. in the first place. So, and I'm sure there's a way to sideload it. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, people got mad gonna, skills. Yeah, they figure this stuff out. What's going to stop people from using an older version of the app? That's true. Uh, I'm just saying. Just saying. Just, just saying. saying. You're just spitballing here. I'm just spitballing. You're, you know, you're playing the devs here. I am. Yes. Uh, from the Department of Ominous Trends, this is <laughs> one I didn't want to tell you about. Oh, boy. Um, HTC has just released a new flagship U11 smartphone with a 5.5-inch screen and no 3.5-millimeter headphone oh, jack. Um, son of a... I hope this is not a, a full-on domino thing. Uh, they are going with the USB-C <sighs> connector instead, uh, probably a little more common uh, than since Apple did it, uh, than the Lightning port. But they're, they're dead to me. HTC, you're dead to me. No flagship U11 for you, I guess. No. Yes, uh, you can, however, perform various functions by squeezing the sides of the handset. I'm oh, sure that's you nice. Would squeeze it. Really. I'm going to squeeze yeah. it real good. Yeah, uh, but they they built in sensors, so you can nice. have some little interaction with. It's the a side fidget squeeze. spinner, is basically what it is. Yes. Yeah. Precisely. Nice. The phone uh, also works with the Google Assistant, Amazon's Alexa, and HTC's own Sense Companion. If you ever want to have a full staff of virtual assistants on one device, <laughs> so I guess they're all on there. Dead to me. Yes. No headphone jack. You're not coming in my house. Nope, not even close. Yes. And finally, while many people have seen the MP3 format as the death of the traditional album, if not the overall music industry itself, the bell now seems to be tolling for the MP3 format itself. Really now? The state-funded German organization uh, that uh, provided money for the development of the MP3 format in the late 1980s and early 1990s, uh, this is known as the Fraunhofer Institute for Integrated Circuits. Yes, yes. Uh, They recently announced that its licensing program for certain MP3-related patents and software of Technicolor and Fraunhofer IIS has been terminated. So they're not developing MP3 anymore. They have terminated uh, all of their patents there. Uh, As with Latin and WordStar files, though, no further development pretty much means a dead format. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. The director of the uh, relevant Fraunhofer division sent an email to National Public Radio saying that the AAC format, uh, Advanced Audio Coding, which Apple popularized with iTunes, is now the, uh, quote, de facto standard for music downloading videos on mobile phones, end quote. That's probably subject to debate. uh, Not for me. Yeah, for people who don't care for AAC. 
But uh, this gentleman said that AAC was the more uh, efficient format than MP3 and offers a lot more functionality. Um, so? So, When's that ever stopped people from adopting? Yeah. And <laughs> Come on. then there's a lot of other form there's emerging audio formats all the time. Of course, right? all the time. So so but they're they're saying MP3, it's not gonna go forward anymore. We're not developing it. Uh, fear not though, your MP3 files will still work and the format's still gonna be around oh, yeah, gonna uh, be for around. a while. Um it's just not going to get any better. All right. Well, it wasn't that great to begin with. Yeah, so. it was a little thin and tinny for you, yeah, as I recall. Yeah, just a, a lot thin and tinny. That's why I'm a flack and... That's why you're a flack kind of guy. And an Apple losses kind of guy. Yes. Yeah, so so for people, though, you know, those heady days of Napster and oh, ripping yeah. things left and right yeah. and Winamp and MP3 is the greatest thing and I can have my entire album collection. It doesn't sound really good, but I got it all I on one device. I got it on one device, yep. It does bring back those memories. It does. It does. It seems like yesterday. Yes. Pour one out for future development of MP3. MP3, I hardly knew you. And that's about it for us here with this news segment. Uh, we do have Laura Holson waiting in the wings, though. Yes. So we're going to sit down with her and uh, have one of our uh, regular chats here. If you would like to find out uh, more about all the news stories we talked about in this section, you can find a page of links at poptechjam.com. Back with us this week is Laura Holson, who has been very busy the past uh, month or so. They're killing me, man. Uh, They're killing stories me. Stories everywhere, yeah, the reporting. But we managed to all get together here in the same room this week. We and miss you guys. That's We why. miss you, too. Yeah, we do. And and when we were chatting earlier, uh, you said you had a story about a store that many people don't think really has a lot of technology in it, uh, yet they would be false if they assume that. Can you tell us uh, more about this, Laura? <laughs> well, the first thing I was going to ask is, what are the demographics here? <laughs> How that's a good audience question. is male or female? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I think it's a 50-50 split. Oh, excellent. We might actually yeah. have more females than male listeners. Oh, to be yeah. well, well ladies, you. this is for you. There you go. And some of you guys, too, who mm-hmm. hey, might be into it. I've worn makeup. I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> exactly. Let's go for it. So I went to this party, as one does. Yes. And it was for Sephora, which, as we know, is a big, giant you know, makeup retailer, which you can find like everywhere in Manhattan. There's yeah. like, you know, two within like three blocks. You can't swing a stick. Yeah. yeah. Right. With can't swing a eyelash yeah, you know, brush or eyelash something. Applicator. An applicator, right. Yeah. Eyelash brush. What am I yeah. saying? So they are the Starbucks of makeup stores. It's true. They're the Starbucks. And you know, they have created a new what they call their store for the future. And the store for the future is is rather hilarious. It's awesome. Because women can go in and I, I don't know if You've had this problem, you know. If it's makeup related, no, I have not. Okay, or you've <laughs> had this problem. Pedro. I may have. I may okay. have. Okay, perfect. That, but, you know, if you want to buy a lipstick, you know, you don't want to buy it online because God knows what you're going to get. That's ridiculous. Why would you can't get it online? It's a personal care product. Yeah. And I get same that with, like, you know, heaven forbid the eyelashes. What okay. if you want a new pair of eyelashes? Right. So they are truly one of the more technologically focused makeup companies today. And you can walk into these stores and kind of look into what looks like a mirror, but it's really a camera. Think of it like the Tinder for eyelashes, that (laughs) you look in the mirror, (laughs) which is really a camera. You see yourself and like eyelashes pop up and you swipe left, swipe right, and you can try different kinds of eyelashes. All virtually. All virtually. Yes. Perfect. And you can do, you know, the same for any number of products. You know, if you want to try on a certain lipstick and see how a lipstick would look, you can do this again virtually. There's another one where you can check the IQ of your skin color, and they 
puts a machine kind of up to your face and and they can tell you kind of what color makeup you should use. Oh, like if you need to go to the more autumn shades or whatever. Exactly. It's like summer, yeah. you have a tan, you can't wear porcelain mm. anymore. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, into Well, everyone knows that. Right? <laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah, and so they do, do they Not do the this? the people I see in the summer who are still sticking with porcelain and they've got like burnt amber skin. So, there you no. Go. There you go. So it's really an interesting thing how they are really leading the pack in terms of makeup sales. And the crazy thing is why retail is just not doing very well these days. Yeah, so many stores are closing, like Macy's, Kmart, JCPenney, they're all in trouble. Well, makeup is killing it. It's like something like a $15 billion, or or I should say, makeup, which includes cosmetics and and a bunch of other things, the whole beauty industry is like a $15 billion industry. Uh, And makeup is growing, I think something like by 11% last year is what I remember the the statistics to be. Yeah, not of that 15, of I think a smaller amount of in the seven, eight billion range. Wow, that's amazing. Is this it's because crazy. people who want to look really good for their selfies, but they don't know how to use filters, so they just have to go, you know, <laughs> to the source here and, and look good for their pictures? Okay, that's technology part two. Oh, okay. Where if you are a young woman today and want to learn, you know, makeup, who goes to, like, the makeup counter anymore? Right. You know, because no one's buying one kind of brand. They're buying multiple brands. And why go to just kind of one gal when you can maybe go to Makeup Forever and sit at a makeup bar with some of your best friends. Woohoo! Friday afternoon. Yes, I was there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and learn makeup how to do a smoky bar. eye. You know, a smoky uh, eye. Okay. And smoky eye. Learn this how to is... do some contouring, which I still don't know that. I still looks like I have racing stripes on my sides Yeah, of my so this cheeks. is a group activity. It's a group like, activity. Uh, you would go to the Apple store and have six people learning Photoshop, but here are six people learning, learning how contouring. to do cat eyes or whatever. Yeah, okay. smoky eyes. That's what we did, smoky eyes. That's uh-huh. pretty smart, though. Yeah. That's pretty brilliant. And you have a gal with a headset, and it's kind of like, hey, ladies, it's almost like an aerobics class. Pick up your brushes, you know, and, right. and apply it this way. So It's not SoulCycle, though, because SoulCycle's weird. It's just as happy. Oh, okay. You know, it's just enough. as happy like, ooh, look yeah. at you. They're like ooing and awing over you. Now, granted, let's face it. They just want to sell you stuff, right? Yeah, of course. But it's interesting how they have used this technology in the makeup industry to get people to buy more. Like the average woman, I never knew this, uses every day five different pieces of makeup. Which, again, going back to our part two, you can learn how to do on Instagram. You can learn how to do on YouTube. You know, these celebrity beauty bloggers, uh, mm-hmm. you know, have taken yeah, yeah. old technology, which is YouTube, right. which is now, isn't that like, I don't know, 9,000 generations ago? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And have really adapted it for them, which is to kind of show you how to apply makeup. And I'm fascinated by that Sephora face scanner, though. Yeah, it's kind of, well, it's kind of, it feels, it sounds kind of creepy. Now I want to go and like okay thirty fourth Street. I'll go with you. All right. Okay, enough. I can take you. I know people. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Are, are there printouts <laughs> where you can like get pictures of your face if you're like stuck and you oh, can't make awesome. a decision? And I want to awesome. see myself with these eyelashes and this lipstick, or, or is it all sort of in they, the moment? Yeah, uh, it's kind of in the moment. I don't think you can print out stuff. I mean, if you can, I I didn't see that, but I don't think you can you print out. But it's definitely in the moment when you're there with your gaggle of girlfriends around, mm-hmm. which and they were laughing hysterically, like you know, as they were swiping left with the eye, eyelashes, it's like, you know, one looks like Liza Minnelli, one looks a little bit like, you know, Jaja Gabor, one looks like Twiggy, one looks, you know, I don't know, Penelope Cruz, and, you know, who knows? Yeah, it's like automates straight, the fantasy, and right, right, what would right. I look like with this? I was just going to say, it's it's straight up augmented reality, basically. Yeah. It totally is. That's very well said. That's what it is. And Sephora has a technology lab in San Francisco where they test a lot of these things. 
which I think is kind of cool. You know, it's like they, you know, really want to be at the forefront now that God knows my mother's Avon lady doesn't come to our house anymore. (laughs) Yeah, and the Mary Kay people, are they out there? I guess they're still out there still. They're They're still out out there, there but they have learned to sell in different ways, you know. But I just was so fascinated by watching, again, these groups of young women come out, stare at basically a mirror of themselves, and they were having so much fun. Well, it turns like it's turned into a social activity, it right? It is a social Everyone activity. Everyone just, hey, let's go to Sephora and we'll we'll swipe you and then we'll go out for, for Cosmopolitans or whatever. At the makeup bar. Yeah, or like, you know, <laughs> they're probably like, bar. we'll sneak in a six-pack, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this girl's like, you know, especially happy on 2A. There you go. There you, <laughs> you go. Know. Don't we all, like, hate it when we, like, walk into a department store? And, like, you've got eight people jumping at you, like, spraying you with perfume. Or, yeah, I can't stand Lord and that. Taylor, sinuses yeah. go off. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. I can't, I, can't, I can't take it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm a pretty happy person, but I walk into, like, a cosmetics department store, and I'm like, I'm just looking. I'm just looking. Yeah. I'm just looking. Yeah. And I can go to a place like Sephora or Ulta or these, you know, larger stores where they let you play a little bit, and no one's, like, you know, breathing down my neck. See, I usually um, get the store detective, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I usually get followed by the store detective. Yeah. Why? Why do you think that is? Yeah. I'm usually underdressed in these uh, You look shady. That's what it is. You look yeah. shady. Come you know, on. if it's raining, you're in a black trench coat. Yeah, know, of course. Whatever. She's shady. <laughs> I, I thought of you looking as shady. Yeah, maybe I just don't look like the average shopper for <laughs> <laughs> the makeup counter. <laughs> Hey, I'll take you to 34th Street. There we go. Yeah, we, I know yeah, people. we can play on the augmented things. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. It's these modern times we live in. I know. I mean, it made me want to try false eyelashes. You see? Man. I never have. Then it, then it did what it was intended to. Yes. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, am I Eliza Minnelli? Or am I, uh... <laughs> you got to go back and swipe through and see which it's one fits the best. I have to get some. I'm going to get some friends. So if you see me Monday. With Liza Minnelli. With uh, Liza Minnelli. Betty Davis eyes. If you come in with Betty Davis eyes. Yes, we'll know where you've been all weekend. You know where I was on Saturday afternoon. Yes. So. All right. Well, uh, another fascinating angle of technology that you brought here, uh, and and I'm sure people out there, if if you don't wear makeup, you know somebody who does. So, hey, go try some of these new ways to see yourself. Laura, thank you so much for uh, dropping by in the middle of your busy, insane schedule. You know, it's worth it. You guys are the best. We love talking to you. Yes, we do. Don't we, Pedro? We love talking to you. And I love all of your your listeners. Yes, we love them, too. Yes, we love our listeners, too. Now we've got to say goodbye to them. I know, yeah, because I was just thinking that, because we love them and then we leave them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We love them and leave them. That's what we do. But uh, but thank the bros. Oh, thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will build it. Yes, and thank you, listeners, for downloading and streaming us however you get us. All three of us here in the room love you all, each and every one of you. Yes, we do. And uh, so until next week when we're back... Back, uh, and Laura will be back uh, hopefully sometime in sometime the, in the very future. Soon, I'm yes. hoping. With in between Betty deadlines. Davis yes, right, she'd exactly. be all fancy and styling. Yes. Actually, I'm going to do that. I'm going to come back with my eyes. Nice. And yeah. you guys can um, critique. Yeah, and, and it'd be a good time on. to get your photo ID retaken for the wedding, too. <laughs> with your fancy. Yes. Oh. We, go down, we go down to Sephora, come back, take our ID pictures. Exactly. Yes. That's what we do. All right, uh, Laura, thanks again. Uh, and I guess we'll uh, talk next week, Pedro. Uh, adios. Bye.